Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Three People on a Couch. I'm Steve D'Amico, joined here with Amanda Bistrom and our very special guest today, Gabby Conti. She's an author, writer, and host. She was the star of Cosmopolitan's viral video, I Went on 30 Dates in Three Days, as well as the author of the best-selling book, the 20 guys you date in your 20s. Welcome to the show, Thanks. Gabby. Thanks so much for having me. I've never been described as the star of my viral video. I don't know. I know. The creator. We're all stars on TikTok. Well, you, you, were, you were the star well, of it, yeah. I feel like. It, it, yeah. It centered around you. How did that come about? Was that your idea? Did they reach out to you? Yeah. So um, I was I was writing for Cosmo, the magazine at the time, and I was looking for like my first digital piece to write. And it was something that I was already doing. Oh, by the way, this was like four years ago, because every time people think it's like a new thing that I just recently did. So it was four years ago, pre-pandemic, 2019, summer 2019. And um, it was something that I was doing on my own. And it's funny because it comes before, you know how everyone now on TikTok, they're like, I'm about to go on this date. Okay. Oh my God. Or this guy was so awful. I was doing that on my Instagram story in 2019. Okay. And I was doing that to hold myself accountable to go on dates because I had just gotten out of a breakup with this guy I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And I did not have the energy to go on dates. So by kind of filming myself before before and after, being respectful of the guys I was on dates with. I was kind of like holding myself accountable and also checking back in to be like, wait, so, sh-. and also my, my followers were helping me. They're like, don't give that guy a second chance. Or like, go on the date with the guy. So it was kind of nice to have this like community dating, like helping me through totally. a yeah, breakup and getting that. back out there. Having someone to be like, no, don't give him. Yes, do. Like, yeah. but don't you, didn't you feel like it was like, okay, all these people knows what's going on in my life or are you like no well, I don't care there were I'm pretty selective about what details I wanted to share or not Got so it. it was pretty much I, I kind of go by the rule in my books the same way that I would never really put anything out there that I wouldn't want my parents to read or see um, yeah. and I'm an only child so my parents and I do have like a pretty like you know bound boundaryless relationship yeah. but there's still some things that I feel are sacred and I also always try to be kind to like whoever I'm talking about um so I was doing that on my Instagram my editor at Cosmo was like is it could this be an article and I was like yeah how about 30 dates in 30 days and she's like been done before how about 30 dates in three days <laughs> and I did the math and it was possible you need to hit at least 10 dates a day that's and insane yeah and so I got the assignment on a Friday and I had to do my first date the following Friday in order to meet the deadline. Did you find that documenting yourself dating changed your the way you were presenting yourself on the dates? Did it change like how you were on date one versus date 30? Could you see any growth or personal change just from the meta experience of documenting yourself? So I didn't really document. I documented two dates because with the guy's like approval, obviously, but it was more documenting myself before and after a date or like on my way to the date. That was more with the document was of it um and I would say that I you could just see me like you could just see the joy like just pour like just completely go away the light just completely <laughs> dim and the energy dim because it's a lot it's like a lot of emotion it's like emotionally draining going on that many dates at once so I definitely wouldn't and recommend it's, it I'm assuming it's getting redundant where you're like you mean mm. these guys that you're hearing the same things they have the same interests and then you get mixed up and you're trying to wait did I already say that to this guy or was that the other date from the night before you know so it's I mean really I hard. think it's emotional draining with like one date yes yes <laughs> don't you think it definitely can be I, i'm picky i i know some people who their quantity over dates me i won't even meet the person if i'm not really wanting to meet them so i'll like text facetime and i really have to want to be in the same room with them and even have a conversation but i know everyone's different and 
my way is probably I'm single. So it probably isn't the best way. And my friends like just go on dates. Even if you don't look at them, you're like, oh my God, this is a, this is a person I could marry. I've been on dates before where it's like the guy is like really aggressive or just being like creepy. And then I'll just end the date right there and walk out. I, I went to one at uh Davy Wayne's and the guy was like shit face when I showed up there and like oh. grabbing me and everything. I was like, Hey, oh. I, gotta go, I gotta go to the bathroom. Just walk right outside that refrigerator door. Oh, you know, wow. Was, oh, Davy Wayne's. I was thinking Dave and Buster's because Dave and <laughs> I was like thinking those are the same things. Refrigerator door. I, I'm like, that's Davy Wayne's. I played the claw game like three yeah, times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will say, so the benefit of doing this and the benefit of having have the only thing I really gained, the big takeaway from this was that having to go on 10 dates a day, Average to about an hour a date, which in my opinion, I discovered was kind of the perfect time and the perfect commitment for a first date. That a first date, especially if it's coming from a dating app, that should be an hour max with the opportunity to expand it to longer if you feel it's going well. But we should not be committing more than an hour to strangers we're meeting on dating apps. No, I love that. I love that because it's uh, it's actually funny because I was supposed to go on a date, my first date in a long time. This Sunday, mm -hmm. the past Sunday, do you okay. that? Um, <laughs> and then I canceled last minute. Oh, no. Uh, because I changed my mind. Oh. And, Why did um, you change your mind? First off, I think it's, I'm very nervous before dates, mm -hmm. and I didn't really know him. He, We had called and FaceTimed, but I wasn't 100% in it either. The fun part, though, is that the way he reacted to me canceling mm -hmm. was almost like, Wow, I really didn't want to meet you anyway. Oh, not to be that one, but he Wait, was like he very. He said that to you, or no, you you felt, I felt that, that after from his, his reaction energy because he was so. First off, if I say that I'm uncomfortable with something, or that I don't want to do anything, or I don't want to do something, he was truly like, I see that you can get upset. Like I t definitely get that. Like now you've tried, maybe you've made reservations or whatever, but he was so. Like anger, you know, when someone's angry, but they try to hold yeah. face, but they're so mad. I'm like, am I dating a serial killer? No, but you know, it <laughs> well, was, a it podcast was for like, you. yeah, I'm like, I should <laughs> listen to that podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I was like, okay, um, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And then he like started coming with, because I, I basically said to him, like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Mm. Uh, I don't know you. And I feel like I've gotten cold feet. I don't want to do it. I'm so sorry for being an asshole. Right. You're a all the right to hate me, but I'm going to cancel yeah. on your last minute. But I didn't want to ghost him, so I at least texted yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And then he called me, and I answered because I don't want to ghost him. And it was like, yeah, but it's fine. I can just come pick you up, and oh. we can just have an ice cream or something. I'm like, oh, no, no, sir. like, no, like, the I feel uncomfortable <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. meeting you. And he you. didn't listen. You set a boundary. And he yeah, and, and he's he like, and I mean, he tried to, like, fix it, and he was like, what's the problem? I can fix it. And I'm like, no, uh, no. Yeah. It's no, we're, it's, right. it's done. And, and especially yeah. when he got so angry, I'm like, now I definitely don't want to go on the date with right, you. Right. Like, he I'm not going to be like, yeah. no, you're right. I'm an asshole. Let's go. It's you almost know? like and you should like, like always cancel the first date just to see what the reaction is. Like, <laughs> weed, weed out the, the psycho responses. Seriously, though. Yeah. But but it's but it's fine. I'm going on a date on Wednesday instead. With a different person, a different guy. Yes. Okay. But did you, when you were FaceTiming this guy, did you feel like any, a little uncomfortable? Like prior, you know, before you, there was a reason why you decided you wanted to cancel. Yeah. So I felt like, I feel like a lot of people in LA when dating here, it's like they portray themselves in a certain way that mm -hmm. really doesn't match who they actually are. Right. So I felt that a little bit because it was a lot of talk, but not a lot of like, okay, well, 
you said this, but your actions that you're telling me that you're doing isn't really adding up. Right. And then it's, uh, I think also when we were FaceTiming, I didn't really feel like we had that flow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was more like, I can, I can hold face. I, you know, I can hold my face and be like, yeah, sure. Yes. I like, yeah, I, I like that too. Or like trying too much to like find a common denominator, but so it was just not a match, I guess. Right, right. Well, yeah. And then I, well, that's why I think FaceTiming, I did this once. I I had three dates and I had FaceTimed them all before the date. And two of them, great, like great conversation, great chemistry. It was awesome. And then that, that did translate to really great first dates. One guy, I got like this weird feeling and I couldn't put my, just like you're describing, like put yeah. my finger on it. It just like felt weird. There's like a weird, weird, weird feeling. Uh, we ended up going on a date and he was awful yeah. in person, but yeah. I should have trusted my gut just like you should have, which is why also I think like FaceTiming dates feels weird. I feel like it's something we were doing in the pandemic, but it should be that should be the first date, a FaceTime or a phone call before you actually meet this person. Especially yeah. for your yeah. safety, too. Safety, Just to yeah. see if this is the person you're actually talking to and just picking up on the energy of this person because getting texts or messages in an app doesn't tell you dog shit about a person. Well, and now with AI, so they're they're showing, they're trying to make it seem so positive. Like, AI can, like, really, like, transform your dating life. But to me, it's like AI fishing is, like, a whole <laughs> other thing where you like, am I dating someone or am I dating a robot? Yeah. That's the truth. Like, that's the world we're living in now where you literally could be like, I'm in love with this person. And it's not a matter of, well, it's not the person. It's like, well, it's actually not a human. It's well, and then the pictures too, like how people are like, oh, look at these new headshots I got on AI. Like I could see people using that as their dating app profiles. And you, if you crop out that little like, you know, uh, air, like that little watermark that says who made it, that they look really real. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, that is, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. Oh my God. Now I'm really creepy. scared about Wednesday. I, I feel like the best way to weed out AI if someone's messaging, messaging you is just to look at what they're writing. And if it seems like a generic cover letter, you'd be like, eh, this, isn't, <laughs> yeah. this isn't a real person. <laughs> Yeah, I'll stop to I will stop ask uh texting them back when they say like, "Okay, so what's your account number?" I'm like, no. "Do you remember Smarter Child?" Yeah, yeah. Am? Oh my goodness. That was the, the What's that? Okay. It was brief like, me. What, what's that? Smarter Child, you know, AOL Instant Messenger, they have it in Sweden, AIM, AIM. I mean, it's basically like what you DMing. It's like DMing but like back when we had like screen names and not social media profiles. Got it. But yeah. that was basically just like a search engine. You could type kind in of, like cookies yeah. and be like here's a recipe for cookies. Right. It wasn't really right. that elaborate, but that was even back in maybe like early 2000s. There was already like AI interface you could interact with. That's insane. I didn't know that. It's been out there for a while. So when you match with a guy and you're not attracted to him, you'll physically, you'll still give him a shot. Well, there has to be some attraction. I wouldn't, I, cause that's, I don't want to waste people's time. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste their time. So I, and I, the, when I was on dating apps, the dating apps, I, the dating app I preferred and the dating app I met my husband on was Bumble. So I was oh. always the BFF one, regular? uh, regular, like business, <laughs> he's actually my best friend. We're just <laughs> friends. Um, no, but I really felt that that was really helpful to me. So anyone, so on Bumble, like no, none of the guys I, all the guys I was talking to were guys that I found attractive to some level. And all the guys I went on the dates with, I, I found something about them attractive. There was, I wouldn't, I just don't like wasting people's how, time. How was your approach on the dating app? Because it feels like everyone has like their own approach. Like mm -hmm. some are just really funny and they just do the fun, you know, humor part. And some are like really straightforward and like, you know, very serious and very like stiff. 
What was your approach? Where I, were you like? So when I found that the dating app started to work for me was when I was like, I stopped listening to what all my friends said, like you should have on your dating app. And I just put on there what was 110% authentically me. And I got a lot less matches, but the matches I got were higher quality. Got it. So there were less thirst traps. There were more pictures that I felt showed my personality. They were There was like a John Mayer quote, you know, like things that most people be like, Ugh. but like for me, it's like, well, if you don't like this, then like this is these yeah, are then you're parts not going to like this me. is like who I am. This is my personality. Um, and I found that to be like really helpful. And then on the other side of it, what you're looking for on dating apps, there's a lot of tips that you can use to kind of make dating apps work for you in terms of like what you're matching with um, is to stop swiping right on profiles that are like overly filtered and glossy and perfect and to try to look for ones where I mean, because if you're dating a straight man, most straight men don't know right? how to take a flattering photo of you or themselves to stay save their lives. That so, is so true. So that like, so, and true. so many people used to be like, oh my god, the, if a guy's holding a fish, like no, no, absolutely not. But like most most straight men, their only photo they ever get of them is holding a fish. Like that's one of the few photos they have of just them. So that's why they put it on their dating app. Yeah. So um, I would say looking for photos like if they're cropped out, if they're out of focus, if it's like a group shot, like stop being so picky about that kind of stuff because they're might be someone really great there who just doesn't understand how to present themselves well on a dating Yeah, app. and there, there's a lot of guys that they don't care to be that sophisticated on their phone or like social media and it doesn't necessarily mean like they're a creep or not worth taking their time your time getting to know like them. my husband's dating app profile was like awful like off <laughs> like there was like a creepy cubicle <laughs> selfie there was a shot right there was a shot of him and his friend and the friend was way taller than him so I was like <laughs> is he short or is his friend also tall the friend's also tall uh like just everything there was a picture of him with a dog and I'm like okay like is this your dog turns out no it actually was his ex's dog <laughs> so like all like you know basically all everything you're not supposed to do on a dating app he did and um but I saw saw like there was something in there there was like one shot where it's like wow he is kind of cute and then the conversation really flowed effortlessly from dating app chat to phone number to first date plans um so i i do think like you can't you can't be too picky on dating apps you but you should be picky about certain things how long time are you messaging on the app so the, that was the other benefit of the 30 dates in three days because i had a deadline that was something too where it's like you know what having more options will then the cream will rise to the top and you're not wasting your time with like pen pals uh, because I it would be yeah I had a, I had to go on these dates so I I would sometimes be the one that pushed it off the app but then what that taught me is when I'm going back to the dating apps and I'm not under a deadline I'm not bothering with people that just want to keep the conversation on the dating app and have no intention of ever meeting me in person because yeah. what's the point like I have enough of that so yeah because yeah, I never do that I remember we were talking about dating apps before and I remember I said I never reply to them and it's because like it's not because I don't want to reply to them it's just because it's so slow and I also don't have the notifications on because I think it's cringe if it's on the <laughs> table and it's like hinge message and mm. I'm like haha that's me single <laughs> and so I was I always had like the the messages there was just too boring for me so I usually always said hey want to talk off this app text message or Instagram oh okay and so I I do that very like get off get off the app mm -hmm. and once you're off the app then I will actually talk to you <laughs> once you're just a match you would say that though to them or you would put that on your profile no I, I didn't say that to them but it was just like if I had a match I'll oh. basically said 
they said something. They said hi, blah blah blah, and I said something back, and then like third or fourth message, oh, I'm okay. like, here's oh, my Instagram, well, or can we yeah. please do Instagram or text yeah, message instead? Well, so here's the other side of that though, is that sometimes when you keep your conversation on the app, it actually keeps you safer. Oh, that's right. That's because right. Because then stalkers and just also if they do something inappropriate, um, then the dating app platform has a record of it. And mm. also giving your – your Instagram is one thing, but giving your number – I learned this from my podcast, Am I Dating a Serial Killer? Talking to like FBI experts about this oh stuff. Oh, my God. Yes. That if you give someone your phone number, there's so much information they can find about you. Address. Address. Like really? other social media profiles. Like it's just – it's so like not safe. Like you should really – reserve giving your phone number to people that like have proven to not be like creepy like you should meet them in person or use before. a burner number like or use a burner yeah or um they're also on your what is it google chat like the google, google, num- voice. google voice oh wow yeah there's also a lot of guys that i feel like they just want to collect matches or i've talked to guys before for like over a year like off and on and they still won't meet and that i just don't understand <laughs> they're not it. real it's i think they are real i just i think like some people just they don't want to live in the real world they've just mm. built their life on this online existence and they don't want to go past that and you push right. and push and push and you're just like what is wrong with you why do you want to text me like literally my knuckles like inflamed from all the texting why don't you want to just be a human being in the real world but that's so funny it's like that my situation i have a situation with okay. like someone that is like met in real life mm-hmm. it's very close we'll we'll say that you know it, like it's it's a neighbor Okay. But it's, you know, it's not going to be <laughs> in this massive yeah, apartment. No, no one's going no one's going to know who it is anyway. So yeah. it's a neighbor, right? Yeah. And exchange numbers and he is texting me every day. Every day, multiple times a day, but it's always what are you doing? Oh. What what's up? blah blah blah. Yeah. And then after a while, like after maybe 2 weeks, I'm like yeah hello are we are you gonna ask me out or yeah. something the good morning beautiful <laughs> yeah always always yeah. like like good morning you're so pretty whatever mm-hmm. you know it was like flatter and i yeah. love flatter right he, he so has, I'm like, he's in a relationship yeah it i'm has, like it has to be it's it something, sounds like bo- it's it sounds like, like booty that. call type yeah. of text like yeah. Yeah, hey but, what's but, up you up yeah. that it's, kind of stuff but it is booty call but then after a while i was like okay i'm done with that because i never saw him like the love of my life i was right. more like i'm newly single I could use a relationship in between relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not, it's stupid, like but it's rebound. like someone, yeah. you know, someone, because I, I don't do one night stands. I think that's horrible. And I, you know, so then I have like a long one night stand or someone multiple stand and just like having that, that relationship mm-hmm. while actually going out on dates. Because sure. I, I feel like when I have that in the back burner, for some reason, I don't get as desperate because I don't feel as You like having your alternates on the bench where you can like bring them into the game. Until because the thing is then I don't, because then I feel like, you know what? I don't have to, I'm not usually, I don't care what, when you sleep with people, if you sleep on the first date or whatever, but I just feel like sometimes when you're a little bit too, lo- too lonely and feel like no one likes me, no one thinks I'm attractive, no one wants to, you know, hang out with me, then you, for some reason, I end up in relationships when I'm like that with people who I shouldn't be in a relationship with. Like great people, great right. guys, but right. just not 
the true match for me so that's why i'm like i'm good at having like a relationship in between relationships because you feel like the validation you get in the yeah, interim I, like yeah, keeps I guess, you yeah, yeah i'm, the, I'm the total opposite of that i mean i i did yeah. that a lot in my 20s but in my 30s i just really found myself to be the best date like i and i was i stopped letting men into my life that made my life more complicated whether that Got was it. trying to decode their text messages figuring out when i was going to see them again you know like why are they just watching my instagram stories and not like we haven't gone on a fifth date yet because, you know because that was the thing so when this guy i was like okay well he's not inviting me you know on a date right so you probably don't don't want to date me right that's fine i'm like well at least does he want to come here and you know right have sex or you know do whatever you want to do like cuddle who cares netflix and chill whatever kind of words i'm gonna use for it but it's so i'm like giving him invites mm-hmm. and he's responding like that would be nice but then and not I'm like, actually yeah, yeah i'm like yeah so get come here then right right and he's like yeah i would like that and i'm like it's giving, what is it's giving this? chat gpt yeah, yeah i'm yeah. like what but i see it you know i i right. know where yeah like, you know if he has a girlfriend or not because i agree it I, yeah probably, it sounds like either, he's in he's relation, probably have like it's either that yeah. or it's like he's getting off on like this chase where it's like this could happen like there's a proximity here yeah, it might happen I don't know what it it's was. giving him like a quick nut before he gets in the shower that's that's what <laughs> it sounds like because it doesn't make sense like you want to come over should i come over well, do you want to? Do you want me to? Like, it's yeah, a game. I've, I've, so weird. I've it's so weird. That guy before. I mean, in my book, it falls under, like, uh, the guy that texts you sup at 2 a.m., right? Or, like, also, like, um, the guy uh, that's long distance, even though he lives right there. It's, like, the long distance. Yeah. Like, you know, di- like, he's, like, just trying to, like, keep the space between you. And, yeah, usually the situation. But also, like, why would you want to waste your time with someone that isn't, like, choosing you? Whether that is for just sex or if that's for a relationship. You're getting, you're getting the chase, too. But he. He's in control of the game. So it's right. like, no, you're like, getting that little dopamine fix, but at the end of the day, he's... Yeah, and like, mind you, I don't give a F about this guy. He approached but me... But you, you care a little, I mean, bit, a little because bit because you're talking I would, about it. Yeah, I mean, otherwise I wouldn't text <laughs> him back. Be like, but, yeah. but he now, lives in this complex. Yeah, but now I just... Uh, <laughs> but now I just ghosted him because it obviously didn't... But why I was so fascinated about it is because it's never happened to me before. Mm. That a guy shows a lot of interest... Yeah. Because, you know, and then as a girl, you're supposed to, like, you know, save your virtue and all that. But I was like, okay, come come here then. Yeah. And he'll, like, that would be nice. And, you know, and the next day, always, good morning, beautiful. You know, all of these text messages. I'm like, do you just want to have, like, a text message relationship? Some people because do. Because this is so weird. Some people do. Because I've never, ever had that before. I've had the opposite where people want to meet all the time and very, very... You know, like <laughs> very early and mm-hmm. maybe stuff like that, but never ever had someone that, and I see him, like yeah. almost every day. I see him, right? But does he, does he know it's you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you guys have met each other in real life. Oh yeah. Okay. Hmm. Dude, we talk every time we see each other. We're like, but, hey, what's going on? You know, and then when I walk away, he could be like, oh, you were so hot. You looked so great today, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he like is totally he definitely like ha- either he has another relationship or he just like doesn't want to put in the the bare minimum effort, which is just coming to your apartment that is in the and same apartment complex. With him. <laughs> it's like the girl. So, like, <laughs> that's what I mean. It's so weird. It's, it's such like a weird girl, situation. It's the girl in the high school hallway that he can flirt with because yes. it's the proximity. It's like you're basically living in his house. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it was just such a weird experience. So when you <laughs> said someone that wants to live like in a virtual relationship, I'm like, yeah, that's that that guy. Well, that that might be or where that might be where dating is going to though. With like it's just because also we got comfortable with that in the pandemic when there was a reason to not actually see people face to face that we might see dating relationships becoming way more textual and never in person, which is sad. That's very it's sad. Really it's, it's actually unacceptable. The people that like I don't know if the words incel or people that <laughs> basically that you see on the show catfish mm-hmm. that are like, we've never met, but we met on Mocha space, whatever the hell. We, right. we chatted for 15 years. They got me through so much. It's like, you don't want to be in the real world. You don't want to be on planet earth. Go hook yourself up to a machine because that's what your life is. Basically. You're basically doing a, like a simulation of human contact. Right. But some people that's their comfort zone and they should be with other people that also like that. I know, but I feel like yeah. we're seeing this slow creep where it's, this is becoming like a way of life for mm-hmm. the general populace right. where it's totally. like, well, why don't you just like talk on zoom for all the time and get married on zoom and like mm-hmm. do raise your kids on zoom and they, they get in trouble. You yell, go to your zoom. Not but I'm your like, room. How do you get kids over Zoom? <laughs> but no, that I mean, yeah, that's in, in my book. It's the, the long the guy that's long distance. Um, and I really think that that's something that the bottom line on that. How do you make that relationship work? You have to be on the same page. So if you want to meet this person and they don't want to meet you, that relationship's not going to work. And it's like time to move on and let that person go. Yeah. And yeah. It, it really shows you a lot about yourself. If like in my case, like I'm doing months and months and months and doing this. It's not like when am I going to meet them? But, you know, you're sit you're sitting uh, at home working on something. It's kind of that little rush that keeps you going through oh, the yeah. day. But it's like, why am I self-medicating and coping with this potential AI or potential catfish? Because it fe- you feel it's more exciting than being alone in a room with just your laptop. But then also, can we find happiness from things outside of dating? Which I feel like is really hard. And I think that also living, growing up with social media, we need that constant, like, you know, uh, we need that that validation that comes from a like or a text or whatnot. But can we find ways to find our own happiness outside of the digital world and things that like enrich us as humans, whether that's reading or walking or cooking something fun? I don't know. There's like a million things you could do that are not getting like you should be in control of your own happiness you should not have someone else be dependent on that creating that for you and we've made that the social media game so transactional it's not even like oh i matched with someone i find attractive even like you're just saying getting the like or even seeing like you have a dm yeah it's like a notify the notifications like it's just people are you're addicted to we're addicted to it and i really feel like it's makes it so much easier to slip into depressions because your feedback loop the regulation of your neurotransmitters is so skewed and messed up like i remember years ago if i matched with someone or they didn't respond or something or like unmatch me or something it would stick with me the rest of the day and you'd be like what the hell like this really bothers me or even a more extreme example of this which it's like this is when i was in a sunken place (laughs) if i'm like i'm on grinder and there's someone like grinder is distance based so it's also like 400 feet yeah in the in Say in like Connecticut, it would be like the closest person is like three miles potentially. But here it's like 18 feet. Like, wow. It really just messes with messes with you. And then you're like, well, why didn't they respond? Is the person at 18 feet actually hanging out with the person at 25 feet? (laughs) It sounds pathetic, but it's almost like the way it's set up in the gay world with Grindr and those types of instant hookup and instant meetup apps. 
you become so addicted to it because it's not a normal way of life at all. And I always think, what would it be like if there was a straight version of Grindr where men could see that there's a girl 20 feet away? It's like girls would be running for their lives. There is not a, to my knowledge, there's not a straight equivalent to Grindr. But I do remember in like 2012, 2013, like at the beginning of dating apps, there was a version of that where you could see people around you and you could see like like if you pass someone by <laughs> if, so and they crazy. were on the profile and what they looked like and I think you could like each other but it, it was it had its kink so it wasn't as effective as Grinder is I can't remember the name of it for the life it of sounds me. dangerous and there almost needs to not be that app for men and women because there needs to be a balance and Mark my words, if there was a way for men to see the distance of where women are and everything, men wouldn't be showing up to work. <laughs> women would be running for their lives. Seriously, it's like, though. you know, like, you know, the show Life After People. It's like one month after people and everything's like overgrown and like yeah. <laughs> ecosystems are restored. That's literally what would happen because guys would become so preoccupied with that. I'm not shitting on straight guys. And obviously this is it's not all men. Well, but, I'm shitting on. But straight you know, guys. the type of guys like there's a a massive population of men, millions and millions and millions that are obsessed with girls on OnlyFans and are mm. obsessed with that. And having a location-based app would just be an absolute, it would be the downfall of yeah. modern society. The thing is also like, I feel like guys overall is very obsessive. Like when they become obsessed, they're obsessive, like mm -hmm. weird. I, I mean, I had an ex-boyfriend that became very obsessed. Oof. And especially when we broke up, that's a whole story. But actually, when it comes to dating apps, something that's really funny, now when I'm back on them, I actually saw on Hinge that his therapist liked me. So I matched oh. him back and he unmatched me. Oh. Because <laughs> I was like, is that you? Wait, and you then he was you, like, you, oh. And then, this is this is so lifetime. Yeah. You She's knew. like, no, I matched know. with his therapist. Wait, but you knew, yeah, him, you knew his therapist and the therapist knew yeah, you? Yeah, because I we went to like one session together. Oh, so it was your therapist. Therapist as a couple was your couple's therapist or no? It was his it therapist? It was his you, therapist. Okay. Isn't and then that we went. That's crazy. Isn't that kind of sadistic? Well, it is. But also, I was just yeah, watching what? an episode of Frasier, and that was the episode. I don't know if anyone watches Frasier. It's like my, it's my, my new favorite old it. show. No, there literally was it where Frasier's brothers wife was having an affair with their with the couple's therapist. therapist that was yeah. trying to fix their relationship but like what yeah. if like he's in therapy because i broke up with him now i know that that's what he's talking about and then what if his therapist just like started dating me that would be so weird yeah. but he unmatched me because i think he like oh that's right that's it's you you know what i mean because mm -hmm. so he didn't but what would you have done if he me. was like hey how you doing like did the copay <laughs> no, no. Do you, you need Do you need a session? <laughs> Just <laughs> you? <laughs> no, I would be like, no, it's not good. Still on Kaiser? What are you <laughs> it's some. I, I promise you, there's some policy there that shouldn't be crossed. He could. Mm -hmm. it, it feels could, like that. At he least. could arguably lose his his license. His yeah, licensure yeah, for that. For that. For sure. Yeah, I, right. Yeah, I'm like this yeah. cannot be. Also, yeah. like, it took me a little bit too to understand it was him. I'm he, like he must have he must have not realized at first. No, and then, and then he did. Or he was, was like, drunk when he matched you. Yeah, and was like, oh yeah. And then the morning he was like, oh my god, my license could get taken away. <laughs> yeah, it's something yeah. like that because I was like. This is not okay. No. Like, I'm not the greatest per human, but, like, this this is over, <laughs> over a limit. That's why it's <laughs> tricky with therapists and, like, life coaches nowadays because you're talking to another human at the end of the day, but you're, they're playing a role for you where you can, like, spill your guts and everything, but you know they're still going to go home at the end of the day and have their opinions on what you said and you and everything. I guess, for me, that illusion, it's tough to buy into it all the time, but I know at the end of the day, these people like the therapist you talk to 
he could have thought even like, oh, I'm into Amanda, but I know I can't cross that line. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like yeah, it yeah, muddies yeah, yeah. everything up, even though a person tries their best to have integrity and they can have all the degrees and everything. But can you really compartmentalize those things? Although life coaches usually don't have degrees. No, they nor don't. Nor do they have to. Anyone no. that's like a coach. Also, that's why I never yeah. trust like I never call myself like a dating coach or a relationship. I definitely not a relationship expert. I, I call mean, myself are, a but dating. You don't have to call no, I'm yourself a dating it. expert because I've been on Got way it. more dates than the average this person. Is, this is the that is true, though. Like, so I do consider I'm like, you know, it's the Malcolm Gladwell concept of like, you know, 10,000 hours of anything. And I've easily done 10,000 hours worth of dating. That is so cool, though. But I don't. Have on but TV. I would never say like, oh, Oh, yeah, like I should be your dating coach. You know what I mean? Because it's like, let me just put in a but, book and let me also interview and feature actual licensed experts and therapists. But you probably that could make smart. a killing doing it because I've heard of people. My, our friend was in Bali and he met a bunch of dating coaches and he says uh, these girls were just like absolutely killing it, getting so many clients. But again, no credentials or anything. And so many of these life coaches are born out of Los Angeles. And I've come up with the genesis of a life coach. It goes actor, influencer, <laughs> life coach. That's yeah. what it seems like. No, but, I don't, but I don't understand like what a life coach is. I still don't it's understand it. Like a you therapist did, that didn't a, get a degree. Yeah. And that's why, and I do believe in therapy, but Me I would, too, I would but, always make sure I'm going to a licensed yeah, therapist. Yeah. Not, I don't, the life coaching stuff for me is not like, yeah, I just don't think but it's, I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I just don't understand it. I mean, you did a sketch about it and I just relate <laughs> to it. I really relate to it because I'm like, what are you going to help me with? You're not a therapist. You're not like a, you know, you're not a coach of any other aspects. You can't give me financial advice. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Like life. Yeah, that was the it. joke about it because my friend, I'd be like, well, how can I uh, make more money? He's like, well, you need a financial coach. I'd be like, well, how can I get better at public speaking? He's like, well, you need a, an acting coach. So like, my <laughs> sketch was like. The coach was like, you need a toilet coach. Oh. You yeah, you need like, like everything. You need things. to fly coach. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's it's all that. Bag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel that about life coaches. But dating coach. Yeah. You're not a dating coach, but you're a dating expert. Yeah, I, I do. I do believe that. I do yeah. believe I'm a dating expert. But I also like I'm a Carrie Bradshaw. Okay, sure, yeah. sure. But I do. You I also are, though. But I love you to are. cross. I love to cross reference my findings. So I contribute to this website called Giddy and they are they're the number one women's health platform. And we, we cover sex and dating relationships, everything. And the thing I like about them is a lot of the articles I base off of something that happened to me in my life. But then I cross check what I think with actual licensed experts and doctors. And I think it's like just such a more, a better way to like, you're actually learning something reading an article and it's not just like, oh, here's my like opinion because you should always have multiple opinions, which is why in my book at the end of each chapter, I interview other people. Yeah. So it's not just my story. That makes sense. But I do want to hear your story on one thing. And that is after going on so many dates, did you feel when you actually he's your husband now right so yeah so my my husband was not part of the 30 dates in three days but i say that he was my 31st first date because i had went on 30 first dates and then after that i went on some seconds some third dates but then after coming out of that my husband was my 31st the first, first per date. new person the first new date i went on so he was my 31st first date. did you feel like from the beginning like when you saw him or during the first date, was it one hour or was it, it So it, I went in there with the intention of it being an hour. I even made plans with my friend Emily after to meet up with her. Yeah. And I was, but, but something. And then I also, he like messed up our date. He was really tired, but didn't tell that to me. And he almost canceled the date because he was so exhausted, but he didn't want to miss the opportunity to meet me. And so I was asking him questions and he was just responding and then not asking me a question back, which is like a major pet peeve of mine. Yeah, yeah. And so I, 
I went, I went, I excused myself to the bathroom and I said to him, I'm going to the bathroom. And if you don't start asking me questions about myself, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving after this round. I love that you said that. Yeah, because I had, but it was, it took all those dates to say that, you know, it took all that to be like, I'm sick of wasting my time. I'm sick of wasting their time. If I'm not feeling something, I'm just going to say it because like, because, and that could have gone two ways. It could have gone like your guy, when you canceled on him, he could have gotten like really, really defensive on it. He could have been really rude. He could have been like, oh, well, you're nothing, you know, whatever. Or it could go the way that it did go, which he was like, oh, like, you know, the color drained from his face. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I am on three hours of sleep right now I I'm so sorry like he's like let's do this again round two and like and so and then our date went from you know one of those dates that could have ended in in an hour to a date that never seemed to end so but did you feel like this is going to be the husband like this no I never actually never thought that I didn't I didn't think that early on I didn't he was very much the one that was like moving the relationship forward I was like making a living off of being a single lady like you know I was like I'm good like I want to keep dating um but then there was I think after like a month or so when when we became like officially boyfriend and girlfriend I put that aside because I realized that since I met him he had done nothing but improve my life and make my life better and add value to my life which every other guy, if I'm being quite honest, that I dated before, like barely did that. But I love that because it feels like I always hear these like princess stories where they're like, he walked in the room and I knew instantly and I knew yeah, it no. and I felt it. And it, was, it was there. It, there wasn't there was a um, an instant familiarity with him. That was true. But it wasn't like lightning. It wasn't not. What is it? <laughs> Fireworks. And like and it wasn't like that. I found him attractive when he walked in. I did. I was attracted to him, but it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, uh, head but over if heels. If I were to ask your husband, do you think he would be like, no, I knew he maybe probably yeah, because you're, like, yeah you want to always be with someone that likes you just a little bit more than you so like seriously that. though yes <laughs> you felt a familiarity do you buy into the concept of twin flames or oh life? yes okay so i've done extensive research on this and so i dated my twin flame in college false twin flame uh well fall, well no well, well here's the thing um i will well a true twin flame i don't think i've ever dated a true true twin flame because your twin your twin flame should have an identical birth chart to you so they have to be born in the same city as you around basically they have to have your same birthday that's oh, what wow. it, and and be in the same hospital yeah so that's that a true sense. but not your actual yeah. fraternal like actual related they, they shouldn't be related to you that's a true twin flame <laughs> true life i'm fucking my brother right yeah but most but most people that's not they they think twin flames are people that have like other similarities on their birth charts right um, and so I had, uh, and but you're not supposed to end up with your twin flame. Your twin flame is supposed to teach you teach a you lesson. Something. And then there's yeah. also karmic soulmates, which is that's even like a more in your face. They, those are the lesson. narcissists, the, the people that put those you are through more hell, toxic. break you so, down. To, yeah, you can well, a, twin, a twin flame could be those. somewhat toxic, <laughs> but a karmic soulmate is like really, really toxic. That's what I was like. I was going back and forth in my mind if the person that I've been involved with the last few years was a twin flame or not. And now looking back on it, I know just deliberating in your head incessantly is this a twin flame they're probably not if you're yeah. getting so worked no, up and so like worked up. Yeah. you get home after hanging out when you're so upset and you're like well no he's just purging his karma it's like <laughs> well, this is a twin flame then i'm not interested no anymore. they're not good and someone should definitely tell um dj james kennedy on uh, vanderpump rules that he keeps on calling his girlfriend his twin flame and i'm like that's not a good thing and also <laughs> like, like that's i know twin flame, lala. uh no the new the the girl but that he's his girlfriend his flame, probably lala. lala yeah 110 percent. and also um megan fox machine gun kelly they call themselves that i think my twin flame i met in college and it was like a constant like attraction back and forth we we, we are 
crazy similar, like the same person. Like it's just, it's like. Two. But was there a romantic attraction? Yes. So we were, we dated. It was my college boyfriend. So we date. Well, not really. I mean, boyfriend for a semester, and then we were like off and on for ten years. It was. It's basically Great. my Mister Big, which Great. is like just so incredibly. But he, I, I reached a point um, in my thirties. I was like, oh, he's not the person I meant to be with romantically. He's actually he's he's a friend, and I and once I like kind of set that boundary. Um, we were still friends to this day. And, and I think that some, you're basically maybe twin flames are meant to be more, they're not always romantic. And I right. think that's what we mess it's up. A, it's like, a teacher. In yeah. Some kind and of he's way. has been like a teacher and someone that's always been really supportive and kind uh, after we got, you know, over our, our but crazy. Does your, do you mention this? You don't have to answer this. No, my husband, husband, no, my husband knows. So the thing is, is that's, what's really interesting about it is, and this is why I do believe in the concept of twin flames is that my husband's birthday and his birthday are really close to each other. And he just got, and my twin flame just got engaged and his fiance's birthday is really close to mine. So I do think there is something in terms of like the astrological connection between two people. Um, and so that's why I do believe in them to an extent. One of the biggest pieces of evidence that I racked my mind over was I had, you know, with the twin flames or the alleged twin flames, there's always the like the cooling off periods. Like there's mm-hmm. the you're together and you're separating, constantly yeah. just doing that dance. And I hadn't talked to this kid in like two years. And then I he, as far as I was aware of, was living in like Costa Rica or something, like doing plant medicines or whatever people do in L.A. to not have to get a job. And <laughs> I ended up going to Palm Springs with my family. And when I checked into the hotel, I... When I'm grinder and with my family, I'm obviously going to be <laughs> self-medicating. And uh, he sounds like such like a raunchy. He was the next square on on grinder. Yeah. He was staying on in the same hotel uh, on the same floor, like oh a few doors goodness. down. Oh my goodness! Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like it's like a weird cosmic pull that like keeps on bringing you guys together. But is that a twin flame? Or is I that think just... it is. I think it's a twin flame. I think it is too. But then I've. I my ego's like I want to like lock this down and like get this going and like this is my romantic partner but I'm realizing it's it's not like if I'm really honest with myself it's just not my romantic partner because he is playing that teaching role all the time yep. and he's the person if like I got dumped by another boyfriend he would yeah he would ha- yep. he would have he would me come there. over and yep. be like don't worry about it and like he's the person that isn't going to come and go romantically he's just always going to be there almost like a just a a coach. A yeah, no, coach. but that's <laughs> a life coach. And he is crazy. He's the same guy yeah. that you went to as your life coach. Exactly. And then I coached him. Um, I mean, yeah, no, he's not your soulmate. I mean, but whatever it is, but he's, I think he's a friend. I think you need to, if you can make the relationship a friendship no. and not be romantic. <laughs> I'm like, no. This person that I had feelings for, it's tough to go into a non physical type of relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's shown me how like triggered I get if I'm, like rejected or like denied of getting sex from this person or something it, it really really like works me up to a point where i'm like god damn it am i a narcissist because like i'm getting so like worked up because his like and it's not even a big deal it would just be like a no for the day but right. just getting that no for the day it sends me spiraling where i'm like this well, person doesn't want me like I'm nothing. A lot of similarities, though, because like we're, same with you and similar. like your we neighbor. Might, might yeah, flames. you might you maybe your twin flames. We could be. Yeah, you have to do your birth charts. <laughs> I was yeah. conceived in an Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't know how much I believe in it, to be honest. Like, but it's just not my cup of tea. But when it comes to I, th- I think it's a hard line, too, because I think that some people, especially narcissists, I see you out there. You're freaks. But the thing is, 
I, I feel like in my last relationship, it was a lot of like manipulation where it was like, no, but we are soulmates. Mm-hmm. He he used a lot of those terms. He's mm. like, we are meant to be together. We are meant to go through this together. Mm. We're meant to, you know, like everything was like we were just supposed to be together. And I'm like, by who? Who's yeah. deciding that we're supposed to be together? I don't want to be with you. Right. And then, you know, it turned into like, no, but you... You truly are supposed but to be with it, me, and I'm like, no, I'm I'm breaking up with you, so I'm clearly not, you know. Yeah, that's and it, not it turned into like almost a little stalking thing, Ooh, you know, oh, oh, no. almost like yeah, that. And it was like, good. let go. I'm not a universal whatever, you know, <laughs> soulmate flame twin. I, it's not me. Right. Like we had a good run. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And it's, it's the new age response that is always well. You're just still processing your trauma. You don't. Uh, you have too much trauma to to see that you're actually. Yeah, but that's what he but said no to me. Yeah, he was no like, one, "No, you're so you're so traumatized by your childhood." And I'm like, like mansplaining to that you bad. that you're like, yeah. I, I don't like that. That's your he mansplained to me that yeah, I didn't want to break up when yeah. I broke up with yeah. him. Yeah, I'm like, no, I I'm seriously breaking up with you. Good, I'm I glad you did, and I hope you stayed broken up. You stayed broken up. Yes, we're not together. Good. Did you ever have any of those relationships where you're like, where you were in danger? Yeah, uh, I wrote. I mean, I wrote about it. It's the guy who's toxic, and it was a terror, terrible, terrible relationship. And he also would say stuff to me like, "You're my wife," and I'm like, "Oh, I am." Like, you know, like I know. In I the would, beginning, you get happy in the beginning, from it. and it was. And so when much- he says, and when he says, "Oh, I really want to have kids with you," yep. like our kids are going to be the best. And I'm like, I don't even want to have lo- kids right now. But oh my god, when it, you say that, it's something in it. It's a lo- it was a lot of love bombing, and it was just an awful situation because we actually worked together, and so I had broken up with him, but I had to see him every day. At work that sucks and it was just like it was like one of the worst experiences and you, of my you life. feel like when you get that sense of clarity on some days you're like okay this is over with and then you kind of redefine them and recategorize yourself but then they chip back away you're like no i'm being too hard on them like they're well, not that bad and he was like really codependent on me so i always felt like bad for him and i was worried about him when i really shouldn't have been because he wasn't my boyfriend anymore and he treated me like crap when he was my boyfriend so do like what kind of power dynamic do you take on in relationships because you i i could see you as being like the nurturing one i well i'm a cancer so yes like that's that's like just who i am and it, it was funny because what i was dating and i wanted something casual after like a breakup a lot of guys would think i was like trying to turn them into like my boyfriend because of that and i'm like no 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 i'm like i'm a cancer and i'm also italian-american so i will just feed you and it means nothing like it's just in my nature it's in my dna and like so that that was always problematic but i think i I've always been nurturing, but I think in with my husband and I's dynamic, I'm more of the alpha. I'm more of the one that calls the shots. But I've also, and I feel like I've always probably been that. I've always been a little bossy. So I think I'm always only child thing. thing. But I also really want, It's I think only childs get the bad rep of people think that, oh, we're so selfish, but it's actually the opposite of it because- It's survival mechanism because you don't have anyone else to lean on. So you become very self-sufficient. Yes, but you also want, like you are overly- uh, generous because you didn't have anyone to share with so you want to share and my my husband's actually the youngest and so he's if any I would say he's more selfish than me because he's used to getting what he wants all the time growing so up. So being the only child of Italian parents did they have a certain type of guy they 
were kind of guiding you towards they want you to date another Italian my my well it's so funny because my mom is like was very in denial that she's Italian they call them wonder bread Italians like she's she just was like yeah there's a there, so it's 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 basically like she my mom she's is yeah born and raised in Brooklyn her grandmother emigrated over here from Ellis Island uh my 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 grandmother her mother spoke like broken English and Italian around me growing up my mom refused to be associated with it she she's like I'm not Italian I'm American you know no, I'm I'm from and we moved to Connecticut. I'm from Connecticut. Like so she would hate to be associated with like the the like it's just oh, so crazy. Well, why is that? Cuz does she view the men as she, like, "Oh, you don't you well, fucking bro." She view, she views well, uh, my mom actually wrote a letter to Rayo's tomato sauce uh company once because she saw an ad on the television <laughs> and they had the tomato sauce with the red checkered tablecloth and like they a lot of times Italians are portrayed as like lower class. So uh, and so my mom was so upset with the portrayal of Italian Americans. She wrote a letter and she's like, I'm going to tell all my friends not to get your tomato sauce. I'm Italian and this is so offensive. So she's like Italian when she wants to be. But also it's so funny because it's like, yeah, but Italian Americans make their own tomato sauce. Yeah. Like, no one's worried. It's like Polly D is on the yeah. jar. Like, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah you, don't, great... you don't buy jarred you don't sauce. Buy jarred That's like you're going to get a side eye if you do that. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think it just comes from like maybe she was bullied like growing up with more white people. I don't know. But she like just refuses to be associated she thinks italians are low class she thinks she's high class she thinks she's but is like, your dad italian yes <laughs> but my, my dad my, my dad too is like he's my dad's a proud italian but he's he, he's he's classy too so yeah so it's, she has some like internalized well oh sorry eth ethnocentrism and yeah and her and her family is from southern italy so she her family does come from more of like a lower class part of italy and my dad is more northern so he's more higher class italy so that also might be maybe where the deep-rooted insecurity comes from so she, in her ideal situation you wouldn't be dating an italian no she never wanted me to date an italian she always like wanted me to date like probably like, i think her dream she always said she wanted me to date a guy who worked in a hedge fund i don't think she knew what a hedge fund <laughs> meant she like some guy that would be in the new york times wedding announcements who like went to harvard you know had like three first names and like a, a third or fourth or fifth right like a kennedy basically i think is what my mom always imagined me she uh, dating. yeah guy. and my and my husband's from indiana and he worked in finance when we met now he owns his own business so i think she was she's very happy with him i mean i think it's so funny i i'm just thinking about my own mom i'm like my mom was never happy about like whoever i picked i could wouldn't matter my but now when i'm 30 i'm like well i kind of get it like mm -hmm. those are losers and yeah. why would i and i'm kind of happy that i didn't settle down when i was younger because then i, I would have never moved here first off and i love i love it here so that's good but it's also like expecting a little bit more from people because looking back like when you're 21 you have pretty poor judgment like not gonna lie oh, you yeah. really do you're like oh my god he has all his front teeth and maybe a job like part-time <laughs> and and she's like uh no not that one you know and then you go to the next and and then at the time it might feel frustrating like oh mom come on i don't want to date a doctor but now in your 30s, I'm, I'm like, I love to date a doctor. Where's the doctor's at? Call me. You well, know, she was trying to like get you in that 30s perspective when you weren't ready for it. I guess my, my dad wanted me to date an Italian girl. He'd be like, oh, he's going to he's dating this girl, Francesca. I was like, it's Francis. How many times? Have you <laughs> so like, This is kind of a thing that a lot of gay guys and gay women deal with where you really have to live in like a, a metro kind mm -hmm. of to find like minded people. You can't. Go move to like a small town and you can, but 
Well, I, I, I know the same situation for like also if you li- – it's living in a small town in general. The dating pool is oh, yeah. so small and it's people – like my cousins, they live in a small town in upstate New York. They're straight and I, I was like, get on the dating app. So like I can. It's like all the guys I've already dated or my friends dated or like we went to high school with them. So I think just small town dating in general is just but, difficult. Especially but I'm sure even harder because your pool is even smaller. So small. Yeah. I think people don't get it because that's why people are always like, get off Grindr, get off, get off Tinder. You need to go on Hinge. It's like – Listen, darling, this is the gay population. I don't believe it's 10%. I told I think, you that I think, yesterday. <laughs> I think the gay population might be 10% in an LA or New York, mm-hmm. but across the country, I'd say it's more like 5%. Mm. That's more accurate. Doesn't matter if I'm on Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Venmo. It's all the same guys that are on there. Right. So there's not like, oh, I found this guy on Hinge and he's so such high quality. I found the diamond in the rough. It's, right. It's hard. That, that yeah. can happen, but it's like, the guy that's on Hinge that has his basically his LinkedIn photo, he's on Grinder with his ass cheeks spread. <laughs> I think a lot of parents just think about like, what's their education? What's their job? They don't care. Like, is he hot? <laughs> you know, like your mom is not going to say like, yeah, yeah, he's a doctor. But is he hot, though? Are you attracted, though? I think I think parents are more like, OK, well, is he a nice guy? Is he treating you well? Is he taking you out for dinners? So, you know, like, what does he work with? At least my mom yeah, was like and that. The, I guess the one thing I could say is she did, doesn't want me in an open relationship. And that's not what I want either, at least at this chapter mm-hmm. of my life. And I, she's like, I know how it is. It's a lot of open relationships and sleeping around. And she didn't want that for me. And yeah. there is some reality to that. But you're also seeing that starting to change across the board with people. But especially in the gay community, after you hit the few year mark it's like let's get a dog and download download grinder it's like, <laughs> basically what it is i can imagine but it feels like but now it feels so i don't know i i never wanted to get married when i was younger but i think now i'm like i just want to get married like not just want to get married but, you but a, i want to have a, to have a wedding or just to have the marriage no i definitely want to have a, ma- ma- uh, a oh. wedding yeah i want the dress i want the cake i want like i would such love, a waste of money <laughs> i would want to do waste. everything and then i want to do it like maybe i'll marry someone that's like from india so we can have it for like a week well you're oh, thinking God. about you're thinking about converting so you at least should yeah. hoist it up in the yeah trailer. yeah no I'll, I'll do whatever i i actually said to you last night that i want to go to like a turkish wedding where they do this with the the napkins you know so it looks so fun but you're dating a middle eastern guy right now you said he no, doesn't, I, I he doesn't don't date do, anyone yet but you're talking to a middle eastern you're saying he doesn't do love bombing he just does normal bombing yeah <laughs> just bombing if you date an up-and-coming comedian you also will date someone who's just bombing that is true that is true that's dangerous I mean, I don't know who I'm dating or not dating. I mean, I'm going on a date on Wednesday. We'll see how it goes. Let me ask you a question when it comes to uh, on apps and messaging. Because this is something I picked up on. I don't know if it's me being neurotic, but if the language guys use in terms of their vernacular and idioms and stuff, do you pick up on that? Like a guy that does an LOL versus a ha 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 versus an LMFAO? Yeah, I do. I do pick up on that. I do think, well, also like uh, for me, the basic grammar mistakes are just like such a turn off. And I know totally that's like, agree. yeah, I, I don't people say, oh, that's a beige flag. I'm like, no, that's a red flag. Like how, how are you in your thirties or like at the time, late twenties and don't know the difference between your and your and there and there and there. Like it just, I don't understand. It's that. like, I'm not going to get flaccid if you have a comma splice, but if you're using the 
wrong version of there. there that's Bye, like, that, I mean, that's You're like, come here. on. Like, and I'm, I'm like slightly dyslexic and I can keep it straight. So if they can't, I just, I don't because know. Because like you're a, a writer. So when you type out a text, you're not going to just send it out when you know that you could do your best and punctuating right. and spelling. But right. some people just blah, 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 with their thumbs and it's a bunch of typos. But yeah, I agree. That's, that's a red flag for me too. Well, and then also to me, that signifies that they're not taking the time to actually be thoughtful about what, what they're sending. Right. So like, I kind of like thoughtful responses. I like people feeling like they're engaged in the conversation. Those to me are all green flags. Also, if you're getting like a one word response or just like a K or or no response or the worst is if you move to text and they're not even responding to your text messages, they're just liking them or reacting to them, but then hate, not saying anything. Hate that. And then you look crazy because you're like, wait, did I like send three texts? But no, wait, they responded to all three of these texts. But wait, it's just an emoji. Like, what is <laughs> it's this? It's like you, Jonathan likes. Yes. It's like yeah. becomes like an annotations on a conversation. Right. And that's I mean, but again, I think there's like I think now it's not just like in person chemistry. It's like textual chemistry and all that kind of stuff, too, that ties into it. I'm just sitting here and thinking. Thinking like, damn, I'm the one. I'm the You're one that doing one. I mean, that. You, but you I also, a, I mean, I don't. This is speak, your second language. Yeah, mm. and it, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna use. It. I'm like, I'm like your mom. I'm gonna be Swedish when I want to. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna be like, be convenient. Yeah, no, I don't know the language. <laughs> it actually is very telling. I think if someone is misspelling things or they're grammatically off, that illuminates what type of mind there is i don't care about your spelling because i'm not good at it you're not good at it maybe you're great in person like that's how i think about it well, because it's like he's not gonna write to me that much and how they treat you in person should yeah. matter more about like how they're texting you yeah, yeah i mean 100%. you're i mean you're a writer yeah, 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 so i mean yeah, i get yeah. it you're like damn that, yeah. <laughs> that it's almost, not it's something that like i just noticed that that's the way i notice those things i guess it's because of it's just my nature but you're also perfectionist i am my first celebrity crush was merriam webster so your podcast is am i dating a serial killer yes and what are the ways to identify that? And have you ever gotten, you said you you dated a guy that was toxic. Is yeah. there a difference between a guy that's toxic to a serial killer or is that, is toxicity just the first step to murder? Well, well, so like our, the title of the show is like a little bit facetious, like, right? Like it's not like, uh, yeah. It's, so it's, it's a dating podcast, but there is an element of true crime in it. Um, we interview, each episode features a different story with a different person who had that question when they were dating this person they tell us the story and then an actual ec expert someone maybe who worked for the fbi or a psychiatrist weighs in on how dangerous that relationship was and also gives advice to the person telling the story on things they should you know do in the future to stay safe and things the audience can do to stay safe so um but in terms of like is if yeah i think anyone that is a serial killer is toxic i think we throw around serial killer a lot the word and serial sociopath. killer and sociopath and narcissist and all these words so that's a big thing we do on our show is we do properly define these 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 terms and what they actually do mean um but i do think that toxic relationships aren't talked about enough in dating and it's unfortunately is the reality of a lot of relationships that you are gonna unfortunately meet someone where they treat you wrong or they're emotionally abusive or physically abusive um and so i i just kind of felt like i i felt it felt irresponsible to talk about dating without addressing it and so. you mentioned earlier that this is almost glorified in terms of 
fairy tales and Hollywood and the media where it's he stood outside my door throwing like rocks at the window. So, it's like, yeah, you're going to break the glass and parents well, have to replace them. So much of like the media we, we consume and so many love stories we see from The Bachelor to Disney. It is really they're they're normalizing love bombing. They're yeah. normalizing moving at a very insanely rapid pace in a relationship, which is why in The Bachelor, a lot of those relationships don't last once the show ends um, because I create such a false reality. Like you technically shouldn't. You should definitely not get engaged to someone that you've only technically went on two dates with <laughs> you know I, th- I think people conflate that those rush of emotions from the toxic relationship mm-hmm. to be like no like they conflate the codependency with this is my soulmate like we are attached to the hip it's like yeah because you're both depressed right or yeah well or the co- or the yeah the codependency like you and I, and when when really like the right person I think comes to you when you feel like you don't need anything else in your life and you're completely content with your life and they just add value to it. Um, and that's the right person for you. I think I'm like, I'm in the middle here and like in, in my mind because I I'm thinking back in my dating history and I must say though, cause I don't like to go on on very sporadic dates. Like if I meet this guy on Wednesday and it feels good, I will probably date him in a pretty rapid pace. Like not going to lie. But I also think about one of, the best relationships I've been to or been in and it started off maybe like three times a week and then very fast like within two weeks we went on a vacation together like a weekend and that was like the best thing to do for us because when we were on that weekend we truly got to know each other because it's like 24 7 when you're around someone and then we came home from that vacation and then we moved in together and then we were together for three years oh wow so I mean for me I kind of like the aspect of actually moving pretty fast because you get to know so much because if you're gonna go on a date with me once a week and we're gonna meet each other for one to three hours like I can even I can play normal for three hours a week (laughs) you know what I mean is an early vacation booking a red flag in in a relationship yeah and I I actually cover I have a (laughs) it's the guy that um, makes you do you it's like the guy it's basically your dating rock bottom uh, when you realize that you're just dating the same person over and over again you're making the same mistakes over and over again and it's like this is like the scary moment that makes you like wake up and be like oh I need to change something about this so like one of the last guys I dated before I dated the guy I thought I was gonna end up with who I didn't end up with um, uh, we went to Santa Barbara on a third date and had like an overnight in Santa Barbara on the third date. And it got really scary really quickly uh, to the point wow. that I was like calling my friends frantically, trying to find a way to get back to Los Angeles from Santa Barbara. And then the next morning he was like, it was like nothing, nothing happened. And he was like that dreamy guy that I fell for on the first date. And then just as we were pulling into Los Angeles, uh, the, the, the same thing, he was just like called like just basically just making like just completely ripping me apart, being like, I would never date you. Like, like and I was like, what is this? He went from like being obsessed with me to like to discarding fair. me to like think to, to acting like like we were going to get married and then to being like, just kidding, like you're an insane. Why would you ever think that I was into you? It's like because you asked me to go. <laughs> an overnight wine tasting trip with like, you to Santa Barbara. You told me to. Yeah, I mean, okay, that is true. And to be fair, it's it's a difference because when I did that with that guy, that it was a relationship that was really good. It was also in Sweden, and I think it's actually a big cultural thing. Mm-hmm. I've never been so scared for guy like about guys than I am here right. in LA because right. people here are scary. 
But I will say though, so my husband and I, we did move pretty quickly. And I there's another chapter about that. That's the guy, the guy who's your instant boyfriend. And there's like charts and quizzes that can help you guide to see if like it is worth it this if you are on stable ground, because you really do have to make sure that your foundation is strong for it to lead into a lasting relationship. But a lot of times, yeah, we do not pay attention to the red flags because it's moving at such a quick speed that we're kind of just like they're just passing us by and we're like, oh, whatever, you know. We're, we're 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 official and we're living together and all this and like oh wait no wait what is his middle name like you do, know do you feel like the uh, the thirty dates that you did in three days was kind of like the overpronounced version of the saying once you stop looking for it that's when it happens because almost like you did the thirty dates because you did want to meet someone but you it was also a project you were doing and in a sense you could take one step back in a way do you think ironically enough that's what put you in the mindset of I'm not looking like I was before then right after the 30th date, the 31st. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I think it in a way it kind of did that. And also I just my my tolerance for dating and like dealing with like other people's bullshit just was like I had I had none after that. And I was like, I just, I just don't want to do this anymore. Um, but also prioritizing myself. And yeah, I just I don't know. It just it ended up working out that way. But I actually think it's interesting because. I kind of like that idea. I think I'm going to go out in 30 days and three days. No, don't do that. (laughs) Don't, don't. Something like it because it feels like I need to be better at like setting my own boundaries. Like the guy that I canceled on last minute, that is the first time I've ever canceled a date. Mm -hmm. And I think that I should have canceled more. Like not to be that one. But you should cancel sooner too. You should cancel the second you feel like this isn't right, you should cancel. Yeah, but it's just like it's so interesting because I was – this like I was so so close to going not because I wanted to not because it felt good nothing it was just because I had such a bad you know I I felt so bad about canceling so late on him yeah it was even even when he called me back and we're talking about you know oh maybe we can do it instead and you know he was so angry I was like okay maybe I should go Mm. you know because I didn't want to make him sad I didn't want to make him sad yeah it's like yeah well if he kills me like who's gonna be sad right is just don't. Yeah. Uh, you 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 don't. What is it? They like you don't owe anyone anything, uh, especially someone you don't know. But it's so much easier said than done. And you like. don't. And also, I think as women, we feel like we always have to be polite and we have to be kind. Yeah. Um. But I think at the same time, like that's just that's gonna lead you into a lo- into the wrong relationship. So you know, if you if you feel in your gut, it's something's wrong. Something's probably wrong, and you should you should honor that. Yeah. So Amanda's in her last year of her twenties. Correct. Okay. What would be your advice for her as she? Closes out. Okay, let's do this. What would you say to a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old? Yeah, I don't no, know. not a 40-year-old. You don't know that. I'm not, I don't know yet. Yeah, Sorry. Like, you <laughs> don't, don't know that. But like yeah. t- 20, 25, 20, 30. Okay, if it's so I think um, I think a 20-year-old, I would tell them, you know, never settle, have so much fun, go on all the dates, meet all the people. And if you feel unsafe, you feel like something's wrong, it's probably wrong, and, and walk away. And don't waste your time on people or relationships that you don't feel happy in. And to a 25-year-old, I would say, okay, I know you're probably freaking out because a lot of people are settling down at this age and they're getting serious, but you have so much time. You are so young. You do not have to start looking for the one at 25 or 27. Keep having fun and don't stop having fun until someone is worth slowing down for. 
And then at 30, I would say, okay, it's okay if the person you thought you were going to marry isn't the one you're, you're going to marry. And uh, your life isn't over. Actually, dating in your 30s is way better than dating in your 20s. That's why Sex in the City started when they were all 35. Like, there's so much more excitement ahead of you. And just really enjoy this. And don't ever let your age stop you. 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s, my book, uh, it came out in 2020. Uh, and uh, then I guess they sold it. They sold it in French, which is so exciting. So, yeah. So we have it in both versions available wherever you buy books or listen to. I have also an audiobook too. Awesome. Gabby mm-hmm. Conti, thank you for coming thank on. Thank you so much for coming. The book is 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s. It's available in French as well. Anywhere <laughs> books are sold. This has been Three People on a Couch. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>